I am quite sure there is no topic more dominant in a typical minor hockey game than discussion that centers around the referees. Poor behavior from fans, coaches, or players towards referees is almost legendary and seems felt by some to just be part of the game. At least once or twice in a season in minor hockey in Canada is a report of referee abuse that makes the news. These are generally the most egregious incidents, often videoed and involve either threats of physical violence or sometimes even altercations between referees, coaches, or fans. What goes unreported is the thousands of times the verbal abuse has been launched at referees as young as 11 or 12 years old, all in the name of the good old hockey game. There is no doubt that the referee plays a critically important role in the game of hockey. Hockey is obviously an extremely fast game with some degree of complexity in its rule structure. The referee supervises the game, decides on rule infractions, calls penalties, and ultimately interprets the rules. This is not a small task, especially when the entire building, players, coaches, and spectators are watching and sometimes criticizing every decision you make and are not shy about sharing their opinions with you at the top of their lungs. I spoke to Connor Griffin, a 16-year-old young referee, about what types of situations he has encountered. I've had uh, parents yelling at me for reasons I'm not sure. I've had coaches screaming at me about calls that I knew in my heart that I made the right call. I've kicked players out and they start yelling at me and swearing. And then there's the coaches who are probably the worst that I've had to deal with. Connor's friend Isaac Herlihy tells a similar story of abuse that he has had to contend with, but thankfully does suggest that it is not necessarily the normal. Most coaches are very good about it, but there's always the one in one in like a hundred that that loses their mind and it's kind of all in the moment. They're just screaming at you. In my opinion, like the worst part about it is when they're like talking down to you, like you have no idea what you're talking about. But obviously, like you're out there doing your best, and you you know you know you've made the best call you could have. So that's that's kind of the, that's kind of the worst part about it. I have always found the psychology behind the coach, player, fan, and referee dynamic fascinating. Although children appear to be able to organize a game of hockey when played on the street in front of their house without referee mediation, it is unheard of for any minor hockey game. Everyone is aware of the crucial role young referees play in facilitating league play, tournaments, and playoffs. At the same time, we are collectively aware that we lose referees at high rates every year, often related to the abuse they suffer at the hands most often of parents and coaches. The statistics of referee dropout rates in Canada are not easy to find. There have been estimates that suggest greater than 50% of referees who start at the age of 12 are no longer involved by the age of 15. We know that refereeing is not for every child, that teenage interests change over time, and that competing interests can influence dropout rates. But the consensus is, is that abuse is the number one reason for young referees leaving the job. What is it about sports culture that empowers people to be verbally abusive to kids in the rink? Even if they are making significant mistakes during a game, when does verbal abuse get justified? It really is an interesting psychology in the rink that suggests this behavior can be normalized when the thought of hollering at a young man or woman making a mistake while serving coffee at Tim Hortons would be thought to be crazy. 
At the risk of overgeneralizing, I would suggest that the perception of the quality of refereeing correlates well with the outcome of the game. If your team is losing or lost the game, the perception is often that the refereeing was bad. Generally, if your team wins, the jobs performed by the young girls and boys is thought to be adequate. I think this observation gives us a bit of insight into the psychology behind the abuse. Although we all agree the number one priority for the kids in hockey is to have fun, we really can't let go of our extreme desire for our child's team to win. Especially if the perception of referee mistakes is tipping the balance in fairness from one team to another, the parents and coaches can get very excited for sure. I put the idea of young refs to Isaac for his input. Do you ever think that you make mistakes out there? Oh yeah, for sure. Like you definitely make mistakes. And by refing, I've learned that you kind of have to own up to mistakes. It's better to be like transparent with the coaches and be honest with them and say, I'm sorry, like I made the I made the wrong call there. I'll, I'll make sure I get it next time. Because otherwise, if, if you're lying to them and you know you made the, the bad call, then it will just escalate the situation. It'll get worse and worse every time. High turnover with referees has been recognized as a major threat to minor hockey and is being addressed by multiple individual associations, as well as the governing bodies, including Hockey Canada. Mentorship is where many associations are turning to help their young referees. Having an older official on the ice is not only good for the trainees who get help, but it also appears to have a calming effect on the parents and coaches in the rink. Perhaps it is the presence of an adult on the ice that makes it easier to recognize that at the same time the kids are playing the game, the referees are also learning. Like Connor said, we're always learning, right? We're always trying to get better, so you can't, you can't always make the right call and you have to just understand. The coaches have to understand that. I had the opportunity to chat with a buddy of mine, Jamie Bennett, who I have coached with over the years. Jamie is also a senior referee in the local minor hockey association and has taken on the role of a referee mentor for young boys and girls starting out. My refereeing probably have about 15 years of background in that through ice hockey and ball hockey and currently uh, still doing ball hockey and uh, got back into officiating just over the last last year uh, into the local minor hockey association. So just felt the need as an older ref with a little bit of experience from my background in hockey, that they, they could definitely use some older referees in those situations. Jamie has a very calm yet commanding approach when he's on the ice. It is clear that he helps younger referees with this aspect, while at the same time helping them with the flow of the game. He's extremely in tune to any hint of abuse, and I've seen him address the stands directly with directions to correct some behavior. Yeah, that, that's the biggest reason for referees staying, doing well. It, it, the dropout rate is because of abuse. So that's you're trying to teach the kids about confidence to really understand that they are the ones in charge of that game. It, it really is a bullying situation. And when you really think about it, the coaches are in their 30 plus years to a teenage kid anywhere from 13 to 18 is, is the norm for for a referee. In a perfect scenario, every young referee would be mentored, perhaps for a prolonged period of time before going it on their own. For me, like the best was when there was a mentor that I could kind of connect with, someone that was only a couple years older than me that I, I might have known. I kind of like when they were teaching me stuff, like I, I kind of understood it more and I could talk to them and laugh it off and stuff. Unfortunately, in part related to high turnover, the low number of referees and mentors result in inexperienced young referees being pressed into action independently, perhaps sometimes too quickly. 
Mistakes or oversights during the given game are not looked upon favorably by coaches, players, parents, and fans, and abuse can start. If this is the introduction of a young child gets to the game, it is not hard to imagine why dropouts can occur. This results in less officials, and the cycle continues. Yeah, I've had a couple friends that have dropped out. Uh, I won't mention names, but I've had a couple friends that because of all the coaches and harping on them, like you said, it, it, it does take a take a toll on on the referees sometimes like a lot of a lot of the younger guys like you said they kind of just they can't stand and they drop out a lot of guys don't know how to deal with that so like they just kind of drop out first or second year i talked to connor about the importance of a mentor on the ice with him there's a lot of talk at least and again i i'm not a referee and i don't i, I don't know the ins and outs but when i read about it which i have um there's been a lot of chat about the critical importance of having newer referees paired with senior referees and and not just senior meaning a year older, but like significantly older referees with significantly more experience. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a really good idea. There's a referee chief in St. John. He makes sure to put an older guy on the lines. If, even though he's not high refing, he can help them understand what they did wrong. He can help step in if he needs help with the coaches. He, will be the big guy if needed. Yeah, I do find, I don't know if you agree with this, but I do find even having that older individual on the lines um, just calms the culture, <laughs> calms the atmosphere a little bit, even even if the younger referee might be struggling a little bit. It's just, for some reason, when, when that older individual's not there, it seems almost more of a license for coaches in the stands to go after the referees, the younger referees. Yeah, I do. I do see that. And it does happen. I've had experiences where the older guy comes out with me, which is very helpful. They help me. They talk me through situations. And it's been helpful when coaches are yelling at me. They bring me over. They talk to me. They say, oh, this is happening on the benches. We need to take a stand for this and not let this happen anymore. They come over with me to the bench. We talk to the coach and it helps having that older guy, that senior guy there to set the tone. For those coaches, oh, I'm not the only one here. I believe it is not only the responsibility of referee mentors to support the young refs. Players, coaches, and spectators of the game also play a crucial role. Ultimately, to change the culture of normalized referee abuse, many of the adults in the rink have to change their approach. Coaches and parents yelling at refs normalizes the behavior for the team. Discussions in the car on the way home about referee mistakes or incompetence solidifies the inaccurate idea that referees determine the outcomes of the game, not the players. I believe this discussion needs to shift to talk about the inappropriateness of certain behavior, whether it comes from the coaches, players, or the stands. Deterrence, like tougher penalties for coaches and players that abuse referees, are needed. Enforcement of these penalties can be very difficult for a young referee, This circles us back to the potential benefits of mentors. In an attempt to influence cultural change, Hockey Canada's Shared Respect Initiative educates and encourages greater respect in the game and for its participants. My own anecdotal observation is that verbal abuse from the stands has decreased since the development and displaying of very blunt advertisements in the rink, with messages such as the suggestion that if you have very strong opinions on the game, then you should join the referee team that's always short. Leadership should be exemplified by the coaching staff on the bench 
as well as from the parents in the stands. Again, it has been my personal observation that the culture and ultimately behavior of the players is driven by the attitudes and approaches of the adults in the rink. Coaches that model appropriate behavior by controlling their emotions and reactions, even when it can be difficult, translate that expectation to their players and sometimes even into the stands. Isaac, do you think that, or have you experienced a situation? I, I have a feeling, and but I may be wrong, that uh, a team will take on their coach's persona, if you know what I mean. So yeah. if the coach is a little bit more aggressive with the referee than perhaps the team is, if the coach is a little bit more level-headed, then often the, the team perhaps will be that. That's my gut. Do you, do you think that that's true? And have you seen that yourself? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've seen that on numerous occasions when kind of when the coach loses his mind and kind of all the players kind of feed off that energy and they all they all go at you and it just makes it a lot more tough for the for the referee for sure. What do you think, Connor? Is there is there truth to that or? Oh, very much so. I've seen coaches get mad and then the players start getting mad. And I've also seen the fact where the players are getting mad, but then they see their coach. Oh, he's not getting too upset about this. Oh, we shouldn't be getting that mad about it. And then they start to calm down. I mean, there's still those couple of players that get really angry, but most of the team are level-headed with their coach. Mm. Do you think the same dynamic is going on in the stands too? And the stand starts to get, you know, sort of a little squirrely, then that translates and that energy comes down onto the ice and vice versa? Or? Oh, yes. Like there's something that happens on the ice, the fans start yelling and then the players feed off of their energy and then they start getting mad and it just doesn't end well. Over the years, I have to say I've been super impressed with a lot of referees that I've seen. Whether it's coaching my sons or observing from the stands, some of the confidence and abilities the young referees exemplified have been really impressive. The role that referees play is as important as the ice, equipment, or the players themselves. We need to remind ourselves of that every time we enter the rink. Although we may be improving, we are losing too many referees every year because of a lack of respect in a culture which has normalized abuse. I am encouraged by initiatives such as mentorship and education around respect that seem to have made a difference. I think the next step is to look at ourselves as coaches and parents and ask the hard question about our own approaches. In interviewing the young referees for this episode, I was struck by their positivity about refing, despite the challenges. Both Isaac and Connor made it clear that the positives associated with refereeing largely outweighed the downsides. It made me think that facilitating and encouraging continued participation will not only benefit the game as a whole, but also potentially impact the growth and lives of the individual refs in a very similar way that we strive for with the players. Let's try to remember to not cross the line in the rink with these young referees so they can continue to enjoy and learn from the important role that they play in hockey. Like I started refereeing kind of for the money, but along with that, you kind of develop a lot of life skills. You kind of you kind of gain independence. You learn how to talk to people. You learn, you learn how to diffuse situations when the coach is mad. You learn how to talk talk to them and calm them down. So it's not like when you start, it's all about the money. But after the fact, you realize that it, it wasn't just the money. Like you learned a lot. You learn a lot from refing, and you get a lot of experience that helps you later on in life. I thought about all the friendships that I've made with older guys who I talk to about what's going on in sessions. And then I talk to all the younger guys about refereeing and we talk about 
what happened and how to defuse situations in the dressing room and after the game and sometimes outside of the rink. We talk about what we should expect going into the game. And also, yes, the life skills, as Isaac was saying, that we learn throughout the game of hockey, throughout the game of refereeing. It's very beneficial in life, learning how to talk to people who are older than you, learning how to not get angry at situations that you don't need to be getting angry at. Some control. Yes. Yeah. So you guys are quite positive, I think, both of you guys. The experiences, for the most part, has been positive, huh? Yeah, definitely overall positive. And you, obviously, Connor, if you want to do it for a career, that's... Yeah, I love it. It's it's amazing. There's hockey on TV on Saturday night At the rink across the road They play under the lights Come wintertime, it's the game that we love I just play for fun, but there's hockey in my blood Down to the rink, to the pond, to the river There's a game going on, going on 